Change in life can be difficult. It can be exciting, but there's also all sorts of emotions that come with it. You could have fear, anxiety, doubt, um, discouragement, sadness, all sorts of things. Well, the Bible speaks very clearly and gives us all sorts of wise counsel about how to go through transitions. That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into it. Welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to single adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon. And uh, we have two people on the show today really excited about it. we got Bryson back. What's up, guys? Good to have you, Bryson. Now, you've been, uh, you've been kind you. of away, I think. You came on one uh-huh. time, and then we had the big announcement. Really, is the biggest announcement in this show since we started the podcast. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we changed the name, I guess. That was a pretty big one. Uh, but then I said, hey, Bryson is now my new co-host. And then <laughs> one episode into that, you disappeared. <laughs> so what's up with that, Bryson? And now you're not even with yeah. me today. What? So long, long story short, basically two weeks ago at my brother's wedding, uh, we were exposed to uh, someone who tested positive for COVID. And so as a result, we, I uh, say we, me and my wife, Sarah, we have to quarantine ourselves for 14 days. So we are on day 12 of 14. So I'm so close to freedom. Um, we're doing well, healthy, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's why I wasn't on the podcast this past week. I'm excited to be uh, on today uh, via, via online. All right. Well, I guess that is acceptable. Um, so I will stop my efforts to write you out of the show. Um, <laughs> awesome. and Thank you. We'll, I appreciate we'll, that. We'll have you back another time, I guess. I'll be, in, right. I'll be in studio next week. Okay, in studio next week. God willing, we'll say that. Mm-hmm. God willing. Don't walk near anyone with COVID, <laughs> all right? Um, okay, and then we have nice. Jen Duggar today. Jen, hey. it is awesome to have you. So uh, tell us a little bit about you and how God's moving in your ministry here at FBCO. Sure. Well, I get the pleasure of working in our Kids Life office, and uh, I think my official title is elementary specialist, but I think I get the coolest job because I actually get to oversee a new ministry in Kids Life, which is our KL 5.0, and then it's our preteen ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we get to see God doing great things. You know, here's a group that really needed a lot of attention because they are going through a lot of transitions. And so, you know, I get to be a part of God saying, hey, Mm -hmm. I, I see you, I love you. And, you know, we get to really meet them spiritually at where they're um, at. And so it's been really exciting to Very see. Cool. Very cool. And uh, recently you've been doing something fun. I don't know. Is that a, is that a secret or? No. Um, all right. What's what's the fun thing y'all been doing? So we have our very first event coming up. I'll talk about that one. Okay. So it's called Who Smashed a Pumpkin? Mm. And basically it's like a clue game that they actually get to do all throughout the church. And so we've been uh, showing them how, you know, I had a, a pumpkin that I loved and um, some people over here and actually over there are come, they're suspects. And so it'll be a lot of fun where the kids can come October 30th and oh, just awesome. have a great time. And yeah, I have been accused falsely, mind yes. you, about uh, smashing the pumpkin. <laughs> and so uh, I, I maintain my innocence. I, mm, I declare we'll it. So, all right, well, <laughs> today we are talking about uh, transitions 
And uh, Jen, I know this is a topic that is near and dear to your heart. And so kind of you actually came to me with this topic and I, I loved it. And so just kind of give me some of your thoughts behind why this is such an important topic. Yeah, to well, Obi, it's really for two reasons. Number one, you know, my husband's in the military. He's been in about 24 years and I think we're on move like 13 or 14. So it's like moving every two years and our transition here. So we came from Virginia and we came back to here was really hard for me. And it was really surprising because you would think going back to an area would be really easy to to transition and it was really hard. It really took me about a good eight months to kind of figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. And in that time, God really just showed me a lot about who he was in his word about transition and who I was and things that needed to get changed. And then mm -hmm. lo and behold, here I am and I have this great ministry with preteens who are really going through transitions for the first time that they're aware of. Mm -hmm. Like obviously when you're yeah. a baby and you go to a toddler, you don't notice stuff. But this is the first time where, you know, they understand Understand there's emotions and physical changes, spiritual changes, and so it's been really neat to take them through God's word and also yeah. be transparent and share my own life experience. Yeah, good stuff. And and this is really a topic that applies to any age group. Mm -hmm. um, I think of Bryson there with students and and the transition, thinking just from junior high to senior high or senior graduates to yeah. to college, and then I'm a single young mm -hmm. adult pastor, and I think of um, mine who I feel like they feel like they're just in a life transition constantly yeah. that uh, w whether it's picking what what am I going to do for a career what major am I going to have who am I going to uh, marry and spend my yeah. life I mean lots of transitions I think of myself uh, being a pastor and um, and how I've been to different churches or um, people in the workforce maybe they go to a new job or maybe there's some young parents listening that um, they're like or maybe they're having their first kid and they're like <laughs> that, that's a transition yes. right and so it's cool to get to talk about a topic that is so broad reaching about how God wants us to handle yeah. transition. So we're going to kind of break this into three categories. And the first one we're going to talk about are emotions. And I'm going to start with you, Jen. Uh, okay. What are some of the emotions that occur in people as they enter a period of transition? And what advice would you offer? Yeah, I think we go through a lot of emotions such as excitement, hopefulness, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of nerves. But I do think that the Bible teaches us two main emotions to be on guard for mm -hmm. just because they have such a negative impact. And and that is fear and discouragement. And I think that if you recall Israel's history, you can see um, in uh, Numbers 14, that was actually the two emotions that kept them from going into the promised land the first time. It was fear and discouragement. And I think that's why you see uh, later then God, you know, talking to Joshua on the second time, he actually commands him not to be, you know, afraid or discouraged. And so my advice would be is just kind of keep track of the emotions that you see that you're going through because you will go through a lot and if you see that fear and discouragement is coming along then you need to take that to the person that you know is in control and of course that's God you know we often feel those emotions because we're not in control and we want to mm. be in yeah. but we have a God who's in control of everything and the fact that he promises that he won't forsake us that he'll always be with us every step of the way is so important and then the other thing is just remember the power of God's word right yeah. he gives us his word to encourage our faith to strengthen it so that we can overcome those negative emotions. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. And so just thinking about how often in Scripture uh, God had said to a leader, be strong and courageous, yeah. do not be afraid for I'm with you. So good word there. Yeah. Bryce, what about you? What do you think about this this topic of emotions? What, what emotions occur in people as they go through a period of transition and what advice would you offer? 
Yeah, I think Jen is spot on with the with the with the part about fear. Um, I thought about Joshua as well as the people um, are about to as he's about to lead the people of Israel back into the promised land, really actually into the promised land for the first time. Um, God does give him that word, and he says, don't be afraid because I'm, I'm always with you. Um, I would say the best piece of advice I can give is, is really the probably a saying we've heard a lot, uh, especially in the last few months, is just to choose faith over fear, mm-hmm. um, right? Faith is basically saying that we're putting our trust into something that we don't really fully know um, or we can't see the, the outcome of, right? We, but we trust mm-hmm. in it. And, and it's the idea that we trust in God. We trust in the word of God. We trust in what we know and in the promises of God's word. We know that God says that he will never leave us or abandon us. Um, and I would say to trust in that more than to allow the fear to keep you down. I think too often with transitions, especially like kind of what you were talking about, like I see it with students, um, there's a lot of students who are afraid to transition to the next step because of fear. There's a lot of adults who are afraid to move on to what God has next for them because of fear. And so fear can be crippling, a very crippling emotion, um, but ultimately choose faith, more, not just in a feeling, right? Not just in a moment, but choose faith in the word of God. Let his word um, guide you and direct you and no matter what path you go down in life. Yeah. yeah. And so there's probably all sorts of emotions that people can go through. And I think keying in on fear is a good one. And I had two passages that I wanted to just read really quickly, both address fear. Mm-hmm. So glad you all spoke on that. So Luke 12, verse 24 through 26 says, Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn, yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? And so I'm just thinking about adding a moment to our lifespan. That's a little thing for God, but Mm -hmm. it's impossible for us. And he says, if you can't even do that little thing, why worry about the rest? And so can we add even one moment to our life by worrying? And of course, the answer is no. And so that Mm -hmm. fear, we we worry about these transitions, what will happen? And of course, kind of the point y'all are making is to trust God through it, right? Mm-hmm. To, to not have that fear. Mm-hmm. And then I had Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So so pray mm-hmm. to God. Take it to God. Because mm-hmm. there are things that are too big. Like if, if you're getting ready for a job or a big family move and can I handle this? What will this be like? Mm-hmm. Will I have friends there? Um, how's this going to affect my family? All those different yeah. things, they are too big for us. So take it to God. Don't yeah. don't mm-hmm. bear a burden that's too big. Give it to a God who's bigger than the burden. And so then it finishes. That's verse 6. Verse 7 says, this Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, And the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So there's a promise there in mm-hmm. Scripture that when I take it to God, when I take those um, fears, those doubts, those worries, that anxiety about something to God. When I take it to Him, there's a promise there that His peace, which passes all understanding, which means it doesn't make sense to me as a human. It, why could I all of a sudden mm-hmm. feel peace about something that is terrifying yeah. or nerve-wracking? Well, it's because God's got it. It's because He's taking care of it. So so I think that's a yeah. good word about mm-hmm. fear. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is the obstacles. I'm going to start with you, Bryson. Um, so just thinking yeah. about different things that come up in um, transitions, a lot of times there's obstacles in our way. So what are some of the obstacles surrounding transitions that often trip people up 
and may prevent them from seizing a good opportunity. So what kind of advice yeah. would you have for that? So I love that you just talked about prayer because that was actually my answer. So the obstacle is not prayer, but it's a lack of a prayer life. Um, I think every obstacle we face is an opportunity to allow God to show up and show off. Um, but so often, I think as Christians, we do what I would call panic prayers, um, mm-hmm. meaning we don't really have a prayer life. We don't really have that walk with the Lord. Um, we're not really trusting Him in the day-to-day decisions. But these big moments, these big transitions happen, um, you know, whether to us or we choose them or whatever. Um, and instead of just kind of continuing to walk with the Lord through it, we get into panic mode, right? We go into fear um, and we begin panic praying. Now, hey, anything that brings you to prayer, I think is great. Um, but the problem is, is at that point, prayer has become our, our last resort instead of our first line of defense. Um, it becomes the, the, well, there's nothing else to do now but pray. Um, and I think one of the, I think that's one of the greatest things that hinders people from transitions is just the lack of prayer, lack of really time with God, right? Trusting Him with the little things, right? Um, we don't trust Him with the small daily decisions yeah. of our life, and then we expect to just fully surrender these things to God. And most of the time, it's, hey, God, fix this, um, or take away this problem, or don't let this happen. Um, instead of embracing possibly the new season that God is leading us into, um, into right. kind of a new new plan, new purpose, kind of a new area of our life that he has in store for us, right? Instead of asking God, um, you know, hey, Lord, help me get through this. God, how can you use me in this season? Um, and so that'd be the best advice I could give is, is, mm. is practice personal daily prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that the, the, the transitions are still going to be hard, um, there's still going to be all those emotions, but you're going to really have that stable walk with God that's going to help you get through it. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. We got first, Jen. Well, I totally agree with Bryce. And the other thing that I think is a huge obstacle, honestly, and this is where I saw it in my own life, is not letting go of Egypt. And mm. by that, what mm. I mean is the place that God is taking you from, you don't want to let it go. Mm. And it could be a good place or a bad place. I do think so often when it's a really good place, we don't want to let that go. And that was the case for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the Israelites, I love looking at the Old Testament because they really show us about us. And you see that they experienced the supernatural parting of the Red Sea, mm. right? This mind-blowing mm-hmm. event. And then all of a sudden you get to Exodus, like I think it's chapter 15, where all of a sudden it took three days for them to then all of a sudden want to go back to Egypt. And so I think what trips us up the most is discomfort, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. let's be real, hangry was a real thing for them. <laughs> it's a real thing for us too. <laughs> but whenever we feel physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual discomfort, we want to go back to something that's familiar even if it's not Mm -hmm. ideal and look at the Israelites right Mm. they were in slavery and they still thought that was better than the promised land and so my personal advice would be first just like check your attitude and see huh am I doing a lot of complaining am Mm. I questioning God because that was in connection with the children of Israel right and so if you see Mm -hmm. that then that's a red flag that there's something that's causing you not to trust God Mm. and then the other thing that I would say is go back to God God's word, 
and mm-hmm. read who he is and what he's done. And then also look at the personal Red Seas of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, those times where you know 100% that God revealed himself to be real, true, supernatural to you. And then when you look at that, you can see, hey, you know what? God's faithful. Hmm. So I can trust mm-hmm. him going forward, even though it's a little scary. Yeah, and maybe hard because, mm-hmm. you know, the Israelites complained for yeah. some specific reasons. Like you said, hangry. Well, they were hungry. Right, yeah. they they're like uh, I, numerous times Old Testament. They say, "What did you bring us out here to die?" <laughs> and yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so they had they had legitimate complaints. They were worried about living, um, and so God just wanted them to uh, trust Him. And I had I had a similar uh, feeling like when I came here to be a pastor to single young mm-hmm. adults. Um, I was a youth pastor, and let me tell you, I loved my youth group. Like I remember my first interview um, where my heart was not fully in it, and I left feeling like. I didn't do that well, partially because I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And then I felt convicted because I thought, if God actually wants me to move on, then how dare I not give my best? And so it was something where I was leaving something that was very good that I cared for and I wanted and and I'd put my, I'd put three and a half years into and, you know, I love the students and God was calling me somewhere else. And so I need to trust that not only was he bringing me somewhere he wanted me, but he was bringing someone else to do that work, yeah, and so just have to trust him. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd put, um, I'd put um, for obstacles, obstacles that get in our way. Um, one of the things that I see consistently is um, people struggle to make a decision sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it could be mm-hmm. something that um, you know we have these two good options, and we just think, what's God's will for my life? Yeah. And we do one of two things: one, maybe God reveals it very clearly to us. Or he doesn't, and we just pretend, you know, we kind of just fake it. And so it's something that Bryson and I actually, uh, we wrote a curriculum together for uh, senior graduates because, you know, he's the student pastor, I'm the young singles pastor. And so uh, we're trying to do a good job transitioning Mm -hmm. them. And so we have this eight-week course where we go through eight principles of the faith that we think help prepare a graduating senior, high school senior, for adulthood. And so one of those we talked about was decisions and discerning the will of God. Well, what if we say that kind of the cliche phrase, I'll pray about that. Mm -hmm. What if I do that? (laughs) I pray and then I don't hear anything from God. Like, what if I don't hear anything? And so I I just give a little snippet of this. I won't uh, go into it in depth. Maybe we'll do one on the will of God. But in the book of Acts, you see Paul's... um, his missionary journeys. Mm -hmm. And throughout those missionary journeys, usually he goes wherever he wants. And then you get to a place in Acts 16 where he tries to go to a a portion of what's modern-day Turkey, tries to go one place, and the Holy Spirit prevents him. Tries to go to another place, Holy Spirit prevents him. And it sends him over to all the way to western uh, modern-day Turkey. And then he has the vision of the Macedonian man, which mm-hmm. modern-day Greece. So then he ends up going over there and and leading the essentially the peninsula to Christ, right? He le- he leads Greece to Christ, yeah. uh, like starts the the church there. And so what you had was an instance where you had a man who was faithfully following God, but he was going anywhere he wanted mm-hmm. until God had a preference. And so sometimes we think God has a preference about all things. So when there's a transition, there may be a decision that we have to make. Maybe God has a preference. The important thing was the Apostle Paul was the man that God wanted him to be wherever he was going to show up. And if God wanted him to go a specific place, God could point it out because he's staying in close fellowship with God. Um, But if God didn't have a preference, he went wherever he wanted. And so if we have decisions that 
there's nothing unholy about either, and God doesn't give us a, a clear distinction, and we're prayed up and we're trying to walk with Him, well, then sometimes we can just choose, yeah. right? And so I think there's something freeing in that, in making decisions and transitions sure. that, that God doesn't always just say, go there, go exactly there. Sometimes He does, and when He does, go there, go exactly there. But if He doesn't, mm-hmm. then, then there's some freedom um, in Christ. All right, so the last one I want to talk about is attitude and perspective because a lot of times attitude you know is is everything um and how we um enter a situation i've had uh people who no matter what situation you put them in they were going to be miserable it was not going to work out so what attitude or perspective do you think can help shape a time of change in a god honoring way i'm really excited to talk about this because for me it's super simple i feel like god calls us to thrive and not just survive Hmm. so if you are familiar and you probably are because jeremiah 29 11 is like this famous verse right in the christian circle for good reason because who doesn't want to hold on to a promise where god says hey i have a plan for you it's for your good not for your harms to give you a hope and a future but what i find so much is that these people who want to claim this promise don't understand the context and where it's given and so if you go before that and you see that he's giving it to a people that are going to be held in captivity for Mm. 70 years 70 years of captivity right and so in (laughs) verses 5 and 7 he says here's how you honor me this is the attitude i want you to have Mm. thrive not just survive Mm. and so he tells them hey go plant roots you know, increase, don't decrease. He tells them to seek the welfare of the place of their captivity. Hmm. He even tells them to intercede on the behalf of, you know, these captors in this place of captivity. Mm. And so I feel like, you know, if we want to claim this promise, Mm. then we have to understand its context and we have to learn Mm -hmm. that God wants us to thrive and not survive. Mm. And let's be real. If you look in our culture today, we feel like we're in captivity, Mm. right? You name it, it's COVID, political agendas, Mm. you know, you also have all the social injustice. Mm. So many of us feel like we're in a season of captivity. Mm. So my whole question for anybody who feels like that is, are you thriving Mm. or surviving? You know, and so I would just say, are you seeking the welfare? Are you interceding? Are you increasing? Like think about multiplication, right? It's taking what's given to you against something you know else so that you actually put in effort to see it increase and so god has given Mm. us natural gifts and talents and opportunities are you taking that during your season of captivity to him so that he'll increase it for his glory and also our good good stuff and so i hope um i'll try to say this succinctly but um if i don't then go back and listen to what jen just said if you take that into the modern application of when you go to plant roots somewhere, when you Mm -hmm. go somewhere, a lot of times we go kicking and screaming. We didn't want to go. And so we don't go to multiply. We don't go Mm -hmm. to thrive. We don't go Mm -hmm. to plant roots. We don't go to make the place better than it was. Right. And so, man, and I don't think I captured all of them, but that was a lot of good principles from that passage to when you go to a place, it's kind of that same feeling, leave Egypt behind and go there and, and, um, be God honoring with your life and and make a difference where you are. Because uh, a lot of times people are like, well, I'd like to go here. I'd like to go there. Well, God has you there. Yeah. Be there and be a, a God honoring mm-hmm. person there. So good word. Yeah. Bryson, what you got for us about attitude and perspective? 
Yeah, so mine might be a little weird to sound, but I would just say probably like that. All right, we'll skip attitude. you this time, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Skip. No, sorry, but, go ahead. But to have like an attitude of stillness and quietness. Mm. So in Exodus 14, 14, right, God hasn't yet parted the Red Sea, um, but he's, again, people. the people of Israel are in fear. We've been talking about a lot about their transition. And, uh, and Moses speaks to the people and he says, you know, the Lord will fight for you this day. Like mm-hmm. you just have to be still, be quiet, um, be at peace. And I think that's a really good word. Like that was the word that was spoken to them before God parted the Red Sea, before they stepped mm-hmm. into that next season that was ahead of them, mm-hmm. that next place that was before them. And I think for me, that's something that I, uh, that's, a, that's something I struggle with, right, is having peace and stillness in the next season because i'm like i'm like a hundred mile an hour runner like in the sense that like mm-hmm. like you put me in something you you put me somewhere there's a transition like i'm going to just run i'm going to go i'm going to give it my all and sometimes i think i forget personally mm-hmm. um to actually be still and to mm-hmm. ask god like what are you doing in this time like in this transition whether it was something i chose or something that was chosen for me or whether i like it or i don't like it mm-hmm. um what is the lord actually trying to teach you and, and to help you do and to and kind of to what you what you guys were talking about like how is he how are you going to grow in this season how are you going to multiply um i think the lord wants all those things for us but we have to remember like it's the lord who does those things um mm-hmm. he's going to fight for us he's going to fight the battles for us he's going to overcome the obstacles that are ahead of us he just asks us to be still to be quiet um, to just sit at his feet. Now there's work to be done, of course. Like it's not to say you just, you know, you never do anything. Um, but ultimately it's a matter of, again, trust. Where are you putting your trust? Is it in yourself or is it in the Lord? Yeah, good word. Um, and so you all mentioned a lot of Old Testament today. And I just think of when Israel leaves uh, Egypt, then a lot of the book of Exodus is God just saying, here's how to get right with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of mm-hmm. what Bryson's saying there is, Man, there just needs to be a time that I'm just focused on God. And that's one of the principles that I had for this uh, this topic, the attitude and perspective, is just um, no matter where Paul went, because I mentioned Acts 16, no matter where he went, he was the man of God that God wanted him to be. Yeah. And so a lot of times we want the destination, but we're not spiritually prepared for the destination, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're not the person, we're not, we haven't been, prayed up. We haven't been in our word. We're not sharing our faith. We're not uh, coming faithfully to church. Right? We're not doing those things. Um, and yet we want God, mm-hmm. what's the will for my life? Point, point me in the right mm-hmm. direction. And so I think that's a good word. Just being quiet, waiting on God. And while you're being mm-hmm. quiet, waiting on God, pray to him and, and, and right. know, learn his word. Uh, spend time daily in devotion to his word, doing those types of things. Never forget the mission. Wherever mm-hmm. wherever a Christian goes, the mission is still mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. mission. doesn't matter if you are in, uh, maybe someone's transitioning right now into the worst job they've ever had, and they're just wanting to transition out. All right, well, I hope you get a better job. I hope that works out for you. But until then... The mission yeah. is still there, right? The, the mission yeah, is good. still there. Maybe there's a, a kid in school right now. I think of my SYAs, uh, single young adults. Um, I think of them in college right now. Mm-hmm. And I bet college does not look <laughs> like how they envisioned it, right? And yeah, then maybe like, let's not. transition out of this COVID period. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But until then, let's focus on God and the mission mm-hmm. is still there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last one I had was just love people. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've realized, because I was I was Air Force, and um, I feel like a lot of times 
the military philosophy is get you somewhere long enough to care about people and then pull you out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but what, it, and that's the perspective I could have. And that wouldn't necessarily be helpful. It'd just be like, well, don't go make friends because you're just going to leave them. But what I've found mm-hmm. is that there's good people everywhere mm-hmm. and there are people mm-hmm. of God everywhere. There's people that you can pour into that you can bless that you can uh, develop lifelong friendships with. So as people go through these transitions, don't ever stop connecting with people. Don't ever stop loving on people and, and uh, doing God's mission. Well, anything to add mm-hmm. before we close you two? Well, I just no, think, too, I don't, I don't have like, anything. Well, I just want to say I do think it always comes back to our relationship, and I think that's what we're kind of talking about, right, mm-hmm. is that stillness and stuff like that. But, you know, again, God wants our whole heart. So if yep. you read the verses that follow the Jeremiah 29, it is so that our whole mm-hmm. hearts will seek after him. So I just want to mm-hmm. encourage anybody who is going through transitions to understand that God is doing a work in you, and it's mm-hmm. exciting because God wants you to have that intimacy with him. So, yeah. you know, enjoy mm-hmm. it, even though it's not maybe pleasant. Mm-hmm. But there's purpose there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and it's all we always have the same purpose to bring glory to God. And mm-hmm. there's lots of ways to do that. Uh, but I think Absolutely. of the Apostle Paul and how I, I was one time teaching my youth group. I was teaching them uh, some of the, the prison epistles, letters written by Paul from prison. Yeah. And I said, you all realize we're reading this like 2,000 years later. And, and uh, he wrote this from a jail cell. Mm-hmm. Like, what would my attitude be like in a jail cell? Mm, yeah. How, how would I be like? You know what? This is great because I've been waiting for an opportunity to write a letter that'll change the world. Yeah. Right? That's not the perspective that we have. Man, perspective matters a lot. And if I say, no matter where I go and when I go there, I'm going there for God and I'm going to make a difference for God. Man, my circumstance starts mattering a whole lot less yes. because yeah, I have absolutely. that perspective. Well, we appreciate everybody who's uh, watching, tuning in, listening on our podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and also share with uh, share it with someone who needs a little faith in their life. Uh, maybe be interested in these topics. And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, then we would love to have you visit our church. You can uh, you can go online if you're uh, not comfortable coming in person yet. We have online options for worship services. We also have uh, online op- options for life group. Uh, but then we have those in person too. So uh, we are open for business and you can find all the details out for anything to do with our church at fbcofallon.org. That's fbcofallon.org and we will see you next time. Thank you.